All right. Here we go. Man, Jimmy Butler misses from downtown. Terrible the shot. Celtics will fly out to the Bay Area, and the Lakers found their head coach, and it's not Doc Brown or Doc Rivers. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All NBA podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. John, how you living, my friend? I'm doing good. I like uh, the Doc Brown Back to the Future reference there. I know, right? <laughs> Sammy, how you living, my friend? I'm good, man. I was hoping for some Doc Brown Back to the Future and Doc coming back to L.A., but other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, it looks like the Boston Celtics took down the Miami Heat 196. It was basically like a wire-to-wire win for the Celtics. They went ahead like real early in the first quarter, but near the end, it was 98-96. Jimmy Butler gets a defensive rebound. In the open court, he finds Al Horford, who had five fouls, backpedaling, just on his heels in transition defense. And Jimmy Butler decides to pull up for a three that does not go in. What are your guys' thoughts on Jimmy Butler's late game decision here? <laughs> I'm gonna let that laugh start it off, John. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, how you know when somebody says that was so out of character? I can't think of a less likely thing that Jimmy Butler, based on his persona and the way that he plays basketball, for him to do. A less likely thing to do. And he did it. Can I do that? He pulled up from a three with Al Horford, the geezer. No offense. He's really old. He's like 35, 36. Backpedaling. And Jimmy Butler decided not to drive, go for the layup, maybe even kick it out for a three, or maybe get fouled. And I had to, the more and more I, th- I think about it, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think he was just so gassed. He was so tired. Mm-hmm. And I think that had a lot to do with it. He played every single minute in this game. Do you guys think that had to play a part in it? I think. That's a big play, a big play part of it. Yeah, definitely played a part. He averages about two three pointers per game. It's not part of his repertoire to pull up from three, let alone on a fast break with numbers, pull up like Steph or Luca. That's out of his character. But I guess if you're a Miami Heat fan, can you really get mad at a dude that has carried your team and essentially won you game six on his own at the garden so it's kind of like you know what i mean exactly i mean if he if he made that shot right it's literally one of the greatest shots in his career and in a miami heat uniform and you're cheering for him but he missed it so it's you know it goes both ways right and uh to preface this too i just want to say that if al horford's a geezer half his podcast is older than him so i feel quite old uh to start (laughs) Um, yes but we're not professional basketball players Correct, but I still feel nor, uh, nor have we any chance of making it to the NBA, so. Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> Crushing dreams here. So, <laughs> so I think related to what you guys were saying about all the minutes he played, I do wonder if he was almost gassed and just wanted to take a shot to try to end the game right there because of how much that whole team had left for overtime, theoretically. So mm-hmm. maybe the thought was, let me try to get the dagger now and steal this and get out of here so that we can try to 
just basically because I think he was going to run out of gas in overtime. So despite the fact that clearly all the momentum was with Miami at that point. So obviously it's not his forte. You guys are right. But I'm not mad at the shot in that situation just because I do think that all the minutes he played and how he carried that team the last few games was probably was he was hitting a wall. Do you guys think like Jimmy Butler's at home right now, like regretting his decision? I don't know. No. You know why? He's drinking his because... coffee. Happy face coffee or whatever it is. <laughs> he did whatever he had to do to win. And if there's going to be any blame, which it's natural in the sports world that we do, he's going to blame his teammates. And, <laughs> you know, you have Tyler Hero, who only played six minutes, zero for one. Oladipo, one for seven. Gabe Vincent, one for three. This is by uh, uh, three-pointers, by the way. Sorry for uh, not providing that disclaimer. Kyle Lowry, four for, uh, one for six. Max Struess is two for seven. And PJ Tucker, 0 oh for two. Holy moly, that's terrible for game seven at oh home. So there were six for 30, excluding, and Jimmy hit one of those threes. So did Jimmy yeah. do his job? He did his job. His teammates didn't though. Yeah, one Bam of the played. most in-depth team in the league. Bam played well. Adebayo played well. And I know that you mentioned Struis, but did you guys see that three that they reviewed and overturned? And that looked clean to me. I think his heel was off the ground, barely. But I think the, the real question here is, like, if the play is already called, and I don't, I've never seen it before. Maybe I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I've never seen them where they take a look at it and they overturn the play. And it's a questionable, questionable one at that. I don't think there was a clear step out of bounds. Maybe that's just me. But do you guys, what do you guys think about that play? It, I'm with you in that. I don't think it was clear enough to overturn it. Not even close. So I was shocked that they did it. And I just have to throw out there that the spread on this game was three. So that Collusion. three cost a lot of people <laughs> a lot of money that they took it off yeah, the board. Oh, man. And going back to what JJ said, too, just overall about other players' performance, this Miami team was obviously beat up and players underperformed. Like, I'm just looking at Lowry throughout the series. I believe he had a hip or knee issue. It was one or the other. But you look at his performances, and I mean, I'm not... If he was hurt, he's hurt. I mean, I give him credit for just being out there, but... Just field goal percentage-wise, 4 for 11, 1 for 6, 0 for 6, 5 for 14, 4 for 12 in those last five games. One of them, I remember JJ so eloquently said, mentioned that he got one rebound and nothing else. I mean, yeah, yeah. one. That, that was A single it, single. It was rough, man. Hero, I think, played all seven minutes he played in the first half, couldn't come back out for the second half. So this was a team that was clearly out of gas. So it is what it is. You got to give Butler credit for doing what he could and... Yeah, my also question what they're going to do with their roster decisions going forward. Uh, my thing is, is that like if if I'm Jimmy Butler and like I'm sitting alone in my room, I might I might regret it a little bit pulling up for that three. And the reason why I say that is because one, you like you like we were saying, he has, you know, the old geezer, Al Horford in front of him backpedaling. And if you are at home and it is a game seven, I feel like you're okay with this game going into overtime with your home crowd. Now, if he was away in Boston, I see why you would go for the dagger, but at home, it's okay to go for the tie. It's okay to like extend the minutes a little bit, but I understand Jimmy Butler might be tired, 
But imagine if he wasn't, right? He probably would take that to the wreck. But he probably saw Max Struess and was like, nah, I'm going to try to end it now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to be that dude. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, I can't let this Struess guy take my he shine. Knew, uh, he, knew that, uh, he knew that his team shot six for 30 prior to that. Yeah. 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 So Miami, during the offseason, they did a sign-in trade for Kyle Lowry. And, you know, Sammy was saying they have some roster decisions like to make, but they signed Lowry to this three-year, $90 million contract to help Miami sort of get over this hump, right? They've, they've been trying and trying and trying again. And it seemed like it was going to be a good fit until the playoffs hit and he's unhealthy. If you're a Miami Heat fan, are you worried about having Kyle Lowry and this contract on your roster? I've made a huge mistake. I'm going to say no, only because at two years... It's a lot easier to get off contracts like that now than I think it used to be. If he had three years left on his deal, I would say yes. But I think they can get off of it, okay? If, if I'm worried about anything player-wise, I think they have two other decisions related to this. So I want to see what you guys all think. Duncan Robinson's contract suddenly scares me a little bit, for one. There you go. There you That's go. One, That's right. the and one, right? Heroes That's the up one. for an extension. And he's clearly better as a bench player. So how do you value him? So all three of those guys together, I think, plays into their cap economics. So between the three of them, like, what what do you guys think of how how they start overall? Do you try to start starting with what uh, June mentioned? Do you try to start by getting off Lowry, or do you do something different? I mean, for me, Hero is he has the highest ceiling, and he's the youngest, I believe. I don't know about Duncan Robinson. They're either the comparable age or, or, you know, somewhere around there. But Hero has the highest ceiling. He has the most potential to be better, and he can improve defensively. And he's a he's a lights-out scorer. And so I'd say they try to keep him, whatever that contract may be. I mean, they may have to overpay him. But, yeah, that to me is the priority. And then trying to get rid of Duncan Robinson's contract to me is way worse than Kyle Lowry's. Like, J.J. was alluding or agreed to and i it just it's a lot and duncan robinson doesn't play any defense he only really can shoot threes that's his game Kyrie, you suck. yeah tyler tyler here on duncan robinson they kind of have almost the same skill sets but like what john said tyler hero is only 22 and duncan robinson's 28 so obviously you want to re-sign hero but duncan robinson did sign that crazy contract for 90 million and they have Kyle Lowry going for about, I believe, 30 million, and he's already 36. So hopefully, well, like Samuel was saying, you could get off of that Lowry contract, but who's going to want Duncan Robinson? I guess in the league of today, you could always find a need for a shooter. Mm -hmm. So maybe they could trade um, for someone at the Lakers. <laughs> so can I can I follow that up though in terms Westbrook. of Hero's potential contract? So this is a report from back in March when Hero was peaking. Some rival executives and agents polled believe that Hero's next deal may approach his five-year $184 million maximum. Others point toward Jalen Brown's four years for 106 or possibly Fred Van Fleer or Lonzo Ball, who made about 22 a year. So while I agree with you that in a vacuum, Tyler Hero is clearly a better player than Duncan Robinson, is he potentially worth almost double what Duncan Robinson is? 
to possibly be a bench player because the metrics show he's better as a bench player than he is as a starter. Mm-hmm. I would not feel good. Right? I would not feel good giving that kind of fat contract. Dude. What's the most you would give him? Because I'm trying to rack my brain with that, and I can't get past twenty. Yeah, yeah. I think around, I think eighteen to twenty. If twenty-two max would probably be my ceiling, my threshold. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if he's gonna garner that sort of contract, like, is that's gonna be traded? Like, there is. There is absolutely no way that you could do that. And that would be completely awful for Jimmy Butler because I don't know if it, during this offseason, he's going to be looking back like, man, was this my best chance that I was going to get with this Heat squad? Or do I got to look for another spot? Yo, I'm not going to. This is going to. I know you're going to call me blasphemous and you're going to say that I've lost my mind. JJ and June are going to say this. But I know what you're going to say. As Go it ahead. currently stands. What is the big difference? And to me, there's not a huge one between Jordan Poole and Tyler Hero. Yes, I know that Jordan Poole plays on a much better team. They're championship bound, but in terms of their skill set, in terms of their deficiencies, I think they're quite similar. So I guess my question to you guys is, what do you think Jordan Poole deserves? And do you think it would be comparable to what Tyler Hero deserves? Jordan, Jordan Poole, as everyone has been writing about and what is expected, especially with the new CBA contract and the salary increase this summer, they're projecting it to be 25 to 28 million. Woo! So do you think that's overpaying? I think you're going to have to pay that price. You just have to. Yeah, like, I, we don't. Ha- we've never had. When I say we, the Warriors, never had a playmaker that could handle the ball and take it to the rack and create his own shot. A uh, shot like Jordan Poole. I know Tyler Hero. Um, he's been more inconsistent, especially within the past year and this postseason. He's been hurt, so of course they're going to be adamant providing that contract, but. I do think that Heat will give him $25 million, Oh, my God. I don't know if this is about. like the biasness coming out in me, but I feel like I feel like Jordan Poole, if he was like on another team, you could center an offense around Jordan Poole. And we've seen him start for Steph Curry and do those sorts of things where like he could create. He's like amazing at space, moving off ball, all that stuff. And he he progressed. Like he he literally came from the D League and now he's a very vital part of this really good Golden State team. Hero, mm-hmm. I feel like Tyler Hero, he sort of just kind of returned to what he was, right? During the bubble. That's what I feel like. Like I don't think he's that much better than he was. I don't think he's like crazy. I don't feel like there was like a huge jump. So with me, it, I feel like I'd be more worried to pay him more because I don't know what his ceiling is. And I feel like we're only just brushing the surface of like what Jordan Poole could actually do. That could be my bias though. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Definitely biased. <laughs> well, let me That's ask okay, you a question. Though. I'm biased with the Lakers too. Let's say they give him a four-year contract. At any point in those four years, is he a starter? Hero? No, Poole. Yes. Well, I think he, he will be a starter, but... That dude needs to improve his defense because he's just a cone out there. Yeah. And I guess to John's credit, that's sort of the same problem with Tyler Hero. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. For me, I would I would put more I would give more money to to Jordan Poole than I would Tyler Hero. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I actually I agree with that. Um Yeah. I think like if I had to pick a player, I'd pick Poole. My my point was just that I don't I don't know if there's like as big of a, of a gap to justify get paying Poole like a lot more money than Hero in this in today's market. You know what uh, I mean? I'll add, I'll add one more yeah. point, which is Jordan Poole has built the reputation that he's the first one in the gym and the last one out, which is why he improved vastly. Where Tyler Hero is out on the streets of Miami, pretending <laughs> to be Scarface. <laughs> just sleep, Scarface, just, homie. Just That's sleepless fair. and everything, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to take a little break with a word from our sponsor. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, boys, the NBA Finals are set. The Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. Half of this uh, panel right here is a little worried and excited at the same time. And I just want to know, who do you guys think has the edge here? Is it the Golden State side or the Boston Celtics side? Well, well, well. How the turntables? I'll kick us off then. Um, honestly, it. I think the talent level is almost dead even. I really believe that. Okay. And I think this is going to come down potentially to how healthy are are both sides. And it feels like on the surface, Golden State is a little healthier, particularly if Gary Payton is back on time, which is rumored that he'll be available for the series and could end up playing a big factor defensively. The other side of this, too, is just that, as we've discussed a lot, the Warriors have been here. Kerr's been here a lot. <clears throat> and so you wonder, Idoka's a great coach. Is he going to be able to match Kerr's experience and his ability to adjust to things on the fly? And Idoka stepped up at every level, but I think this is obviously just an elevated level in that regard. So... I have questions there, and then the other factor that I'm curious about is I do feel like Boston, on their defensive end, if smart is healthy, matches up really well with Golden State. So I wonder, on the other side of the coin, as good as Golden State's defense has been, how good is the wing defense going to be against Tatum and Brown, beyond Wiggins? And then Clay, is Clay's lateral quickness going to be there to hang with Jalen? Because I assume that that's how that's going to start. So those are the questions I'm asking in the beginning. But I think the talent level on this is so close, which is going to make it such a great series to watch. Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will start off by saying that if the Golden State Warriors do not beat the Boston Celtics, not only will the summer be ruined, but my honeymoon <laughs> will be ruined as well. <laughs> and I'm going to Greece, which that's a hard place to ruin someone's time. So, but it could be done, definitely. So please, Golden State, do what you need to do. But in terms of the series, I agree with Sammy. I think 
it's a very it's going to be a very close series and i know that the celtics have won i think the six of the last eight but that's to me it doesn't it doesn't matter because clay wasn't playing for the last two years that there were injuries so like full strength the only two the two games in 2022 march and then december of 2021 are the only ones that matter celtics won the latest game 110 one uh 110 88 and then the warriors won the december game 107 111 so to me that's really doesn't say much it's they right. both won one game at their current uh, with the current roster setup uh, i i gotta say i agree with sammy reluctantly which doesn't happen often but i think it's going to come down to which team is the healthiest and oh okay the, they're just battered throughout the series and you have to remember it's been like a short it was a shortened off season yeah. Um, the last couple off seasons, they've been playing much more basketball than they're used to typically. So I think the team that's going to come on, on top is a team that is the most, uh, you know, has the most health and is the most durable. That's how close I think it is. But my heart wants to say the Celtics are going to lose in four by an average score of 32 <laughs> points. <laughs> Talk to him. <laughs> JJ, what do you think? All right. As a host, do you want me to come at this with like the warrior fanboy in me or giving props <laughs> to the Celtics? What would be the assessment that you want well, me to? Well, okay. I, I, want, I think we I want the fanboy. I think I that's want the fanboy yeah, too. Yeah. You want no, the fanboy? Well, we want you to be truthful. We don't want you to lie. So, yeah, we want the fanboy. No, okay. So, obviously, <laughs> as a fanboy, I'm worried about the Celtics because they're athletic and they have length which based off our history we've had trouble with True. but as a warrior fan even though we're older we are more experienced does does this team scare me like Kyrie and lebron no does it scare me when we face westbrook and kd at their prime no does it even scare me with Kawhi and the spurs who won 63 games that one year which was 2017 or 2016 no and when you look at the series with the heat and celtics the celtics had some breakdowns with the heat who were obviously injured and they had a heliocentric offense with jimmy butler who was just had his way with arguably the best two-way wings within brown and tatum the celtics have the number one defense but they've never faced a kind of offense that the Warriors have. To top yeah, it off, the defense point. are the second-rated defense for the year. I know we've discussed in the last part that the Mavs had the second-best defense at the last part of the season. But I think that's because we didn't have Draymond for a lot of the season because of this injury, and GPU even sat out a few games. So it, there's a lot of mystery with the Warriors, but... I do want to give my props with the Celtics because they're a scary team. They could switch on all five positions. You have Marcus Smart, who is the defensive anchor of the team. You have the best two-way guards in Brown and Tatum. And if Robert Williams is healthy, he might tear it up in the middle of the key like Jared Jackson did to us with the Memphis series. So with all that saying, giving the Celtics props, I'm gonna go with John's take, which is Warriors in 
I just played <laughs> Warriors in four. Yeah, I'm not, not going to say I never bet on my own team. I think I've discussed that multiple times on the spot. But I hope it's a it's a fun honeymoon for John. I think that's a fair take, right? Yeah, that's a fair yeah. take. And, you know, for me, what I really want is I, I need some some competitive games. I no. think that's the thing I'm I'm looking for. Hell like, no, man. What are you talking about? I want blowouts on Warriors. <laughs> Winning by like 50. I I have a rooting interest in this. And I know who, who I want to win. But I also want to be entertained. And this last series was not entertaining to me at all, dude. No. Um, or this last round. With like a, the exception of like a few moments. Even that Boston Heat um, series, they were like blowouts almost every yeah. other game yep so it made it kind of difficult to watch but i for this finals i feel like it's going to be a lot closer i hope it is but we're going to play a little game um called you can get with this or you can get with that we're going to do like this head-to-head -head matchup thing where you guys kind of select the player that you would take kind of quickly we're going to go steph curry versus jason tatum i'm gonna start with jj i'm gonna go with my Boy Curry, the guy who pulls the gravity on the court. John. Curry, hands down. Sammy. I almost don't like it when we're all on the same page, but <laughs> yeah, I, I have to go with Curry too. It's it's. I think it's really yeah. close, but I'll, I'll go with Curry. I think it's close too, but I'm I'm also gonna go with Steph Curry. Um, next one is Jalen Brown versus uh, Clay Thompson. We'll go reverse order. Sammy. By a hair in their current physical health, I'm going to take Jalen Brown on this one. Man, boo, boo this man. Just kidding. <laughs> John, who are you taking? Oh man, I'm going to take Clay Thompson. A Clay, 37. There you go. <laughs> JJ. The analyst in me will will say Brown, but I'm going to say Clay. Nice. I'm, six clay. I'm gonna go uh Jalen Brown here. Yeah, I was gonna say for a second, it yeah. sounded like this was gonna be the, the Golden State Warriors official <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is going, so. I'm going Jalen Brown there. Um Draymond Green versus Marcus Smart. I think this was a like super interesting one. I'm gonna start with John here. Hmm. This is a good one. Oh man, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go. Oh, I hate. I hate that I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go with Marcus Smart. Ooh, okay. JJ. Once again, analysts and me will say Marcus Smart, but I'm gonna go Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> Savvy, who you going with? In their current state of health, again, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to take Draymond because Smart's not 100%. Yeah. 100%, this would be a much longer debate for me. I'm going Draymond Green, man. He makes everything go. I, we've seen this Boston Celtics team without Marcus Smart, and it's it's less, but I, it's not as much as when Draymond Green is missing. So I'm going with Draymond there. This one's super interesting, too. X-Factors. So you, we're going to group some people here. For the Warriors, Looney, Poole, Wiggins. For the Celtics, Horford, White, and Williams. Which side are you guys going with? I'm going to start with Sammy here. 
This one's easier for me. I'm going with the Warriors on this one, hands down, because I think Wiggins has stepped up. And as good as Horford has been, uh, as John pointed out earlier, he is still a geezer and falls up and down depending on games and did not play well in game seven. So taking the Warriors <laughs> group on this one. John. The Celtics were Horford, White, White and, and Williams. Robert Williams. Yeah. Uh, Pritchard, Pritchard didn't make the cut. Yeah, Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard <laughs> didn't make the cut. Excuse me. Is it because he's not of legal age? <laughs> or he just looks like a minute's a game. They're he just hoping like he's, he's a factor, not even like yeah, an X okay. factor, dude. Okay. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Celtics. I think Celtics, uh, okay. Derek. I mean, if you look at without Derek White, they they would have lost the series and against the Heat. Yeah. I think he Fair was point. Key. JJ. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go with Warriors, even with the analyst in me, and I'm gonna preface it like what Sammy said: it's due to health, and it depends on Williams. If Williams is healthy, then that terrifies me. If I'm Jordan Poole driving to the basket, who he owned during the regular season, so it's right. all contingent on that. But game seven, Williams did not look healthy. I don't know if you guys saw that too. Yeah, 100%. That's that's a big factor for me in this series. That if he's not healthy, I think the player it affects most is Jordan Poole because Poole's the one that can find a way to get to the rim. Yeah. And if it's Grant Williams in there instead of Robert Williams, it's a whole hell of a lot easier to score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. Or Tice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's absolutely true. You know, I'm going to go with the Warriors. Uh, I feel like there's two people on this list that are like completely disrespected most of the time. And it's it's Looney and Wiggins. And they were just completely amazing, to be honest. They played a, way above my expectation. That's definitely for sure. Um, Sammy, do you want to get a little bit into like these the the betting odds here? I, I do. So for, for this for, series, for those of us who uh, follow who subscribe to us on YouTube or on Twitter, first of all, we appreciate it. And then uh, if you have, occasionally, you'll know uh, we do some segments called Diagnosing the Lines, which is two or three minutes, quick shot about anything gambling related, mostly NBA, sometimes NFL. I wanted to actually do a segment of that during the podcast, since we obviously have some gentlemen here with rooting interests and just kind of open up what uh, what the betting preview for the series looks like. So right now on uh, on our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, the Warriors are opened as a minus 160 favorite, Celtics are at plus 140. So it's almost a toss up is, is what the bookmakers are saying here. So the other most interesting prop uh, that most people would probably be inclined to wager is finals MVP that opened up with Steph being at plus 110 as the favorite Tatum's at plus 170 Brown's at plus 1100 and Clay is at plus 1500. So what I wanted to throw out there before I get into anything else is to to my esteemed gentleman here. What do the odds tell you about your own perception when you see the Warriors at minus 160? That's basically saying that. So for those of you who aren't as gambling inclined, you're betting 160 to win 100. Now, a heavy favorite is usually anything about 225 or more. So that being said, minus 160, do you guys think that's accurate? Do you feel like that's your confidence level to open up the series? Or do you think it should be adjusted in either direction? I think that's fair. I think it's yeah. gonna be a close series, to be quite honest. I'm actually surprised that the Celtics weren't favored. Really? 
Okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, a big part of it is because I feel like Boston has a huge following, one. Mm-hmm. And two, like since the All-Star break, they have been on an absolute tear. So I honestly thought that there would be a lot of money flowing that direction. <clears throat> Okay. I think it should be Warriors minus 5,000. <laughs> correct. You heard it here a, first. This is clearly friends. a wrap, and it's going to be average margin of victory, 35 points sweep, 4 0. Nice. Manifest okay. destiny. So, to follow up on that, then with the finals MVP picks, or the ones I laid out. So, in addition to that, obviously, we have Draymond's at like plus 1,800, and everyone goes longer shot from there. If the Warriors win the finals, do you all think it's a lock that Steph is the MVP? Because I have a very specific thought process on this, and I want to bounce it off Warrior fans and oh, obviously man. another avid NBA fan in John here. I'm going to say that if the Warriors win uh, the finals, mm-hmm. it'll be because of Steph. Okay. Like, Steph needs to be Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be like a thing where they're like... Is it is it Clay or is it Looney? Like it's not gonna be like that if they had if they w- beat the Boston Celtics. Okay. That's the way they got to do it. Gotcha. Agreed. Agreed. Nothing to add. I agree. You agree too. Nothing okay. to add. So here's my perspective on this. If I was looking at it and wagering some of my hard-earned uh, Mario coins as the currency that we use here <laughs> on the planet, <laughs> I think three different players could win Finals MVP in this series. Steph is obviously one. I think Tatum's another. I do not think Jalen Brown can win finals MVP in the series. The reason I say that is because if Boston wins this series, it has to be on Tatum's back. I yeah. completely believe that. I don't, I don't think it's going to be Brown. I actually do like as a long shot. I love Clay's odds. And I'll say that because with Smart on Steph and the gravity that Steph pulls that we've talked about, we've seen Clay and what he just did in game five to close out Dallas, that he yeah. has this ability to have these barrages and big spots that at 15 to one, I like the number to take a shot on. It's not something where you're gonna say it's a lock because if it's 15 to one, it's definitely not. But I think those are the three guys that can win MVP in the series. Now, obviously for freaky things can happen. We've seen Iguodala win it, but those are the three that I feel very confident about. So the way I look at that is if you're betting the Celtics, if you're so inclined, I would almost be inclined to bet Tatum instead and get better value on your money. Now, that being said, for me, I also looked at uh, DraftKings has some great series specials here where they essentially combine different outcomes and wagers. So I'm going to put out the official pick of diagnosing the lines is something a little different. It's Steph to average 25 points a game. And I am, because of the experience of the Warriors, I'm going to take them to win the series. So Steph to average 25 and Golden State to win the finals is plus 120. You're getting a little bit more value on your money than if you take the Warriors outright. I think it's a pretty good shot. Steph does average 25 a game, like you guys mentioned. And on the outside chance that Clay does win MVP, you're protecting yourself from that. I'd also be inclined to bet a little bit on Clay to win MVP, just to sprinkle there. And then there's some long shot props. I wanted to also see what you guys think. The record breaker for threes in a game in the finals would be 10, 13 to one on that. I like that as a small as, as like one one person, one guy hits ten or more to break the record more. for most threes in a finals game. Interesting. Think game six, Clay, for yeah. example. <laughs> Any thoughts on that one? I could see it happening. Okay, or I, yeah. I know the defense is great, but 
we have three or four different players that can get very hot on these teams. So that's why I like that one. And then going into overtime is 12 to one. And with how close the series is going to be, I like that one too. So. I know so, JJ doesn't want any overtime games. I know, no, I know he doesn't either. So <laughs> no, there will be no overtime games. There will be four blowouts. <laughs> so I, I will make it clear here that the, these these picks from diagnosing the lines do not represent the picks of JJ or John. They are solely my own. So the official pick is Steph to average twenty five in Golden State to win the finals. Nice. The long shot picks we're going to go with are Clay at fifteen to one to win MVP. And we're gonna take one game to go to overtime at twelve to one. So nice, man. To lay that out there here. And you know, we we were gonna talk about uh, Darvin Ham being hired for the Lakers, but I think we could probably save it for the next pod. So that's actually all we have for tonight. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thank you, everybody. John, thanks for being on. Thank you, Doc Brown. <laughs> Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thank you. Enjoy game one of the finals, everybody. We'll be back after game one starts and ends, actually. And of course, shout out to everyone that's watching us on Twitch right now. Shout out to our video producer, RJ, who's putting us on. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.